Oh, I was putting the I was putting the headphones away. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Huh? Why are you laughing? Because I'm just thinking about like the like the dead air of just me rustling oh, <laughs> with yeah. the cables and shit. American Urge, welcome everybody. Hey. hey, I think we're back. I think we're back. Yes, we think we are back momentarily. <laughs> Dude, this has been okay. Let, you know what? Full Let's explain. Let's explain. Yeah. Okay. Full disclosure. We've been trying to have the last two episodes ready and recorded for like the last month and a half, and something a always happens. That, yeah. It. For some reason, we've had some fuck, fucking weird problems with our audio. Either it's it doesn't miracle. save, either uh-huh. like either it doesn't save, or we get really bad uh, uh, voice backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, something is just going on with the. It, it's been fucked. It's for some a reason. straight up miracle that our Batman review even came out. Oh, and it came out great too. Like Thank like God. first, yeah. like literally it, compared to the streak we had before making that Batman review in terms of audio quality, fucking like miles. Yeah, no, I have no <laughs> idea what was going on yeah. there. I'm, I'm actually really proud of that Batman review because we I, we hit we th- kept it pretty low honestly which it, we're gonna do for this this is not gonna be a normal episode this yeah we're prompt to kind of like we're back talk talk shit and stuff talk you know? shit talk mm-hmm. about just random stuff whatever whatever the fuck's going on i'm really proud of that review because uh that was our most structured film review we've ever had probably yeah it's it's, it's we're finally growing <laughs> we're finally getting there at the end um, yeah. <laughs> um nah yeah but um no, yeah, this is just going to be an episode where we're just going to be talking shit about whatever random stuff. Um, yeah, this is still going to be episode 95. This is still a uh, in-canon, in-universe episode of American Nerds. Yes. Just with a little, little, little spin, a little twist. A lot of things have happened. Yeah. We're, we're going to war. Yeah. With, oh, yeah. probably. Yeah, last time. Well, uh, maybe by the time by the time you get this, may, in like five We probably months. already got drafted, so yeah, it's fine. Pro- oh, God. <laughs> not going to run that. Uh, Elden Ring came out. I know you've been playing a little bit of that. Oh, yeah. Like today. Yeah, no, that's fucking awesome. Elden Ring came out like last week, right? No, it's, I think it's almost been a month. A no, month? I, I think it's, om- month. it's been like two, three weeks. Okay. Yeah. I think so. Um, Wait, uh, let me go to... Nibelian's Twitter. I think it's sold around like twelve million already or twenty million. I mean, doesn't surprise me. It's literally the be- the best game out right now. It's making gangbusters right now. Every every ounce of like hype and anticipation that I put into lesser quality items that have been released in these last few years. Twelve I million. Put, I should have just put all that into Elden Ring because <laughs> Elden Ring really just hits every mark of what you want from this game, this kind of game. You know? I I want to play it really badly. It's just a matter of like if I'm gonna have be able to put in the time for it, and also I'm thinking of just probably even though the PC version at the moment seems a little bit wonkier than the than the other versions that are out right now, I would just kind of wait until like I get a availability notice from my Steam Deck when that's actually coming out the ship and just probably play it there. I mean, it's not like you have a PS5 that's yours, you know? Well, tr- I mean, If you wanted to play it, like, whenever you want, like, it's your yeah, brother's. Yeah, I could just grab it from my brother's, too. The thing is, just, like, I, I know for a fact I have no time to play games for some reason. Or I just haven't For some reason? What do you mean? Then you're working. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, it's, it's work, but it's also, like... You know, like, when you have time to do something, you like, just mentally... Don't feel, uh, you just don't feel motivated to play? Yeah, yeah. That, and it's, like, it's a mixture of that, and it's, like, oh, God, my sleep schedule's been fucking awful, you know? The thing with, like, I, I was guess... supposed to come in at 1130. We're recording at 1. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I completely forgot that he was coming. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess, like, with me and, like, video games, like, recently, last few years, like... I think it was like 2018 or 2019 where we had that just insane streak of it was like Spider-Man, God of War, and Red Dead all within three months. Yeah. That was like one of the best years in gaming I personally had in a while because I stuck to all those games. I beat all of them. I got everything I wanted out of them. It hasn't been, there hasn't been, 
I guess the last game that really made me go like fucking balls balls deep in probably like maybe Diablo Diablo 2 Resurrection that was really fun mm-hmm. aside from that that's an old game like you know Red Dead Red Dead 2 was really fun yeah um hopefully you know as I continue Elden Ring I it clicks because the thing with me and like video games like I understand the game is good I like you know I appreciate it, I can respect it whatever but like it just there's always a moment I, I don't know about you but for me there's always a moment in video game where something just clicks whether it be the combat or anything some aspect of the game that makes you want to continue mm-hmm. I I think I got that maybe already with Elden Ring I haven't really progressed much I've just been battling bosses and shit like that I'm having a lot of fun there seems to be like a universal reaction like a very similar yeah it's the greatest game ever like made everybody yeah but like yeah I mean obviously it's you're getting shit like that but like the 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 most the easiest comparison and this is somebody who doesn't play any FromSoft games at the moment, um, or who's never touched one uh, at the, at this time. Like the the easiest comparison I can I can relate to with like the popularity of this game specifically is like, oh, this is like what the like the 2012 Avengers movie did for like everything, you know, in like in terms of like mainstream video games. I'd argue not only like I'd argue hardcore was, Souls players are playing it, but like everybody's kind of playing it. I'd argue that was like Breath of the Wild thing. I'd argue that was Breath of the Wild. Well, I'm talking I about feel just like, for like these Souls games, you I know, mean, like for this genre. Well, sure, but I mean, like more just like in a general aspect of gaming, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like Breath of the Wild was the first real, not first, but like one of the biggest like doorways in recent gaming for this style, mm-hmm. you know, this very non-linear open world where you can just run around and do whatever you want. I feel like what you're talking about, that definitely started with, you know, the Switch era when Breath of the Wild came out. Yeah. This is 100% the continuation and evolution of, like, that. It just feels like that with this genre specifically of, like, the this Souls is definitely the, era. This is know? the pinnacle of Souls, 100%. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, know? everything that... Every... Like, it sounds like every good thing that came from all these games, from all the previous games, like the Dark Souls trilogy, Demon Souls, and Bloodborne, and even Sekiro has just been, like, combined in this giant George R.R. R. Martin uh, soup. Yeah, that no. They have with this game. Yeah, yeah. Like, every Souls game, like, from Demon Souls, uh, like, Demon Souls, from, you know, from the get-go when that came out, that was, you know, as dense as you can get. You know, even, like, when I played Demon Souls uh, uh, Remastered on the PS5, that was basically the exact same game, minus a few, like, little tweaks here and there. That's incredible, like, just the amount of foresight that they had back then. Yeah. And each game that FromSoft has made since then has always been the same style but with tw- with small tweaks that drastically changes the game and like it almost does feel like the entire like run of FromSoft games has led up to the release of Elden Ring which is it's it's basically every great mechanic in previous souls with the added beneficial factor of being very handholdy this is the most handholdy Souls game we've had, maybe since. Well, say Which, I, I'd argue Sekiro because Sekiro is a linear story. But I heard Sekiro ho- was even harder because remember all the people. Remember everybody losing their fucking minds about like how that game needed an easy mode. Yeah, you but know? yeah, but like the difference with that is like like the difference between Sekiro and all the other games is that that was a very clear you know point A to point B linear story. Yeah. You know, it was like the the, the main I guess. Uh, hard You're aspect saying... of those games was was the combat but like with this it has every every aspect that a souls veteran would love plus the additional factor of it kind of nudging you 
a certain way. Which but makes it sense for, like, newer players. Yeah, you know? like, you're not railroaded at all. You're not railroaded at all. And that's probably the best part about the Souls games where you could re- technically do whatever you want because it's very Metrovania-esque, like, level design and all that. Mm-hmm. But with here, there's definitely more of an incentive to go for the main quest and do what you want. Play the game how we want it, but you're allowed to do everything else. So it, it takes the bo- it takes the best of all the Souls games mm. in reality, you know. And it, it, it's great. I'm loving it. I, I've, I've rambled on saying the same thing. But... It's great, yeah. I I really want to play it. Too. And like I'm ten out, I'm eight nine hours in, uh, and no, I, I saw that play time. It was like ten hours. You, yeah, you're playing that shit since last night. <laughs> yeah, and I barely progressed. <laughs> that's uh, that's the I think like our, our friend Saul. Um, he, I think he's only like fought two bosses. <laughs> really? <laughs> and it, like, and he's just been running around doing shit. Yeah, but all all of our friends in the group chat have been talking about that game for weeks. I yeah, no, I I I I figured they would probably be like in the end game by now. With the, some of that thing. Is it the thing with the thing with like? just Elden Ring is that like there's not like sure you can beat the quest bosses like there's a few quest bosses that you have to beat in order to finish the game mm-hmm. but like I assume reality, the goal is to become the Elden Lord right yeah like an Elden Lord like the main goal is just to become like just powerful and more powerful than everything you know? okay and like I really love it no I really I really do love it like the uh, aspect of role-playing also comes in a big way because you can really make whatever character you want in this game. Mm. And it's not railroaded by classes either. If I'm a hero class, which is mostly like strength, I can still like, you know, I can still do magic. I can still do other things. But it definitely, um, there's definitely a sense of uh, a sandbox, especially when it comes to like your character. And like, you know, if you want to go do that, go do that. And if you want to, if you want to dual hand uh, great swords while shooting fucking fire, you could probably do that too. I don't know. It's a big berserker sword and the giant like iron throne sword that I'm walking around. Yeah, dude, and obviously around. being a fucking berserk fan, I'm you know it's all, it's all eye candy. You yeah, know? there's just so many references. You know, with the prisoner being a uh, golden age, late stage Griffith. Uh, the Mura of um, Hill of Swords Cemetery, obviously the Great Sword, you know the uh, Golden Age, uh, um, uh, not the Dragon Slayer, the one right before in Golden Age mm-hmm, yeah. for, for guts. It's no, it's great, it's great. You know it. If have you're you fought fan a of, dragon yet, by the way? Yes, I have. It, I get my ass kicked. <laughs> okay. I've gotten close to beating him, but it's it is difficult. Mm. Um, if you're a fan of Souls RPGs in general, this is amazing. I think even t- like. You don't even have to be just a, a fan of the Souls genre. I think this might be like one of the best introductions to the Souls genre you can have. Like, has everything you need. It's you know, you can get a good idea. You'll get it. That's the best way to say it. Mm-hmm. Like, you play this game. You never played a Souls Soulsborne game before. There's a higher chance of that thing I was talking about of it clicking for you than it ever has before. I see. Which is awesome. Like, you know, this, again, this is just the perfect balance of being a challenging, um, dense game filled with just, you know, millions of things you can do while still being something that most people can try and really experience something, you know? Hmm. I don't know. That's an okay review of Elden Ring no, without no, getting into the specifics. That's, that's, that's pretty. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I could. I could understand that. Yeah, I was able to listen to it. There was definitely, but there's definitely like, there's always, there is always a sense that you. It's like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. And when you get that, just keep going, because you will find fun. something. That's you will always find something. That's the best part. Yeah. Oh man, it's good I, stuff. I, I can't wait to start playing this. I want to. 
Uh, and when you and and you know, um, yeah, when you get the Steam Deck, that'll be perfect. You don't have a gaming PC, but you have the Steam Deck, and the Steam yeah, Deck you can basically like you know you play any game on Steam. I, awesome. I'm I'm really happy I made that pre-order because the reviews for that one are starting to be a lot more positive than I thought. It's so like what six hundred nice. bucks. Uh, the model I got was like five thirty. That's without okay. tax, I, th- I assume. I sure wish Gabe Newell was stopping by Miami to just drop off packages like he was for free. For I'm not reason. convinced Gabe Newell's not real. I'm convinced Gabe Newell died like 20 years ago and they cloned him, dude. Like on some on some Paul McCartney shit. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite Gabe Newell story was uh, I was working a gig with a friend uh, at at uh, in college, and he told me like how he took a break from music for like over a year because of a bad breakup with his girlfriend. And then Gabe Newell kidnapped him. Like no. Very, very close to that. Like, okay. his his girlfriend, he found out, like, after a year, when he got back in the saddle of, like, being a musician again, he found out, like, what happened to his girlfriend. She left to New Zealand and apparently started working for Gabe Newell. But then, like, the rumor he was hearing was that he was <laughs> she was dating Gabe Newell. <laughs> Which is so funny like, to me. Wait, a friend of yours? Uh, uh, like, uh, like, a dude from work, you know? Like, I would consider him a friend, acquaintance. If I do dare so co-worker. myself, if I dare say myself, coworker, yeah, coworker. Yeah, What's like, his name? I'm not gonna dox him. What's his birthday? <laughs> yeah, his social. Yeah, to be honest, <laughs> I don't remember his name. <laughs> 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 On the spot, I couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> let's no. call him. Da- let's call him Daniel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, she was uh, she was pretty chill, and then I found out he was, she was doing Fucking some. Fucking the wor- creator left for dead. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he was super nonchalant about it. He was like, "Yeah, I found out that she was working. I guess she's working with this guy from Valve." And it's like, "What guy from Valve?" It's like this dude, Gabe Newell. <laughs> you mean the guy? That guy, Mister Valve? <laughs> <laughs> Bill Gates of gaming? Like, yeah. You know, Bill Gates can be considered. And his ex, his ex looks attractive. So I, I look either great work relationship or hey, man's got money. Man's got money. Not, I'm, I'm not involved with that. You know? <laughs> My uh, all my uh, all, all my bigotry stays with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, dude, you see that shit with Jeff Garland on uh, the Goldbergs? What? So the Goldbergs like the sitcom? Yeah. So I Could you I, still watch that? It's still on. I, it's still on. I think it's about to end soon. The but... Goldberg has always been like that sitcom that's just always that's existed in like the last decade that it's just always in the background. Like um. It felt like, like Modern an, Family or yeah. like uh, what was it? Uh, what was that? Uh, Meet the Blacks or something like that? Like this, the sitcom with <laughs> Blackish. You mean? Look, Meet the Blacks is another thing. That's a movie. You're not you're you're not just saying some shit out of your ass. That that is a legit movie. So that you're you know I'll forgive you, <laughs> or, the, or our or our listeners will forgive you. All five of them. I just know <laughs> it's like oh yeah the ones like you know the one of ha- the one handful of sitcoms starring a black family you just have to mention in the in the title that they're black like yeah. <laughs> well, all no, the white uh, all, all the white producers <laughs> all the white producers. oh they'll love oh they'll love this yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> no I I've heard good things about Blackish though I, I've never seen it but like I've heard doesn't Tyler Perry it. have a sitcom. Or He's had like five or six yeah, in right? the last like twenty years, yeah. Like a Medea one or something. He, he I don't know. He's no, definitely had a Medea sitcom. I don't know about a Medea sitcom. Probably he guest starred as Medea, but like <laughs> <laughs> that's his thing. Uh, but he's had like five or six of them. But okay, what was I saying with Goldberg's? So apparently he got meet fu- the whites. Well, yeah, <laughs> meet the eighties whites. That was the premise because it was like 
That show came out either around the same time Stranger Things was popping off or like a little later. 2013? Yeah, somewhere around there, right? But it was when no, like everybody no, was having... No, no, 2013. No, no, 2016. What the fuck am I talking about? Yeah. Maybe a little earlier. I can't remember when that show started. It says Stranger Things. Acting like Stranger... It's... <laughs> those 2013... 2013 was nine years ago. Yeah. I don't know why I said 20... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Whoa, I just, got, I just got grounded. Wait no, a minute. No, no, <laughs> I'm 23 years old? Like... Yeah. And we're freaking out now. <laughs> uh what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Like, it, it felt like one of the shows that came out around that time where, like, everybody was, you know, whoring out in the 80s nostalgia boom again in the in the mid-aughts or, like, early uh, 2010s. It definitely bottlenecked with Stranger Things. Yeah, no, for sure. Then but, everyone moved to just, like, oh, let's start doing 90s now. Mm-hmm. I, I would see a couple episodes. I thought that show was fine. You know, like, I like Jeff Garland, but mostly because he's on Curb and other things and not, you know, so much in that. But apparently he... The story I re- remember hearing was that he wanted to quit the show, and I think he was fired. Because they decided, he wanted to quit? Yeah, well, okay, here's the thing. I've heard two stories. Like, there was, on quote-unquote, um, like, uh, on-set, like, misconduct that he was giving out on set, probably just being an asshole or just screaming a lot or something like that. But then, apparently, he was on a st- uh, he was doing a, st- a root, uh, stand-up uh, show. Some like the week before it was announced that he was leaving the show, where he just shit talked being on set of the Goldbergs and just hated how much he was doing. He was on the show. There's a full like Norm Macdonald just <laughs> yeah. Even though apparently he would only be there like one day a week throughout the production of each season going forward after like the second or third season. Something kind of similar happened to Norm Macdonald. Remember his uh his new show back in the like the eighties nineties. Oh yeah, okay. Um, the uh, the talk show, Night with Norm, or something like that. Like, uh, yeah, that talk show. Okay. Um, this is this is the early nineties. Uh, because <laughs> I know this because <laughs> based. Well, can you search up what the show was called if you can? Um, it's probably another variation of the North McDonald yeah, show. Yeah. Um. So basically, it was around the time that the OJ, <laughs> the whole OJ situation was happening, and no wait, okay, you're talking about SNL. Um, it was when his, he made that joke his of talk like, show, his talk show that he had. I don't know if it was part of SNL, but he had a talk show where he just went over like the news. Are you talking about okay? Are you talking about the Weekend Update uh, yeah. skit when he was when he when when uh, he hosted it? Yeah, when he hosted Weekend Update and yes, it came can... to that one night when they yes, did the OJ yes. verdict and he's like, finally, murder is legal again. <laughs> <laughs> it was that, yeah, it yeah. Was that. No, he got he got Basically, fucked over by SNL. He got I think he got fired. The, no, no, no. Like the specifics, of, it wasn't just like, oh yeah, the one joke and the one joke, and then he got fired. He had been making jokes about OJ up until then. So like, as everything was going on, and like, yeah, obviously it was on fire in the news. Mm-hmm. Fucking Norm wouldn't shut up about OJ. <laughs> obviously, it's hilarious, but like, you know, yeah, he was fired from SNL over yeah. those things. <laughs> he um fucking uh the boss over at uh, uh SNL, whoever the fuck the producer was at the time, probably Lauren Michaels, uh, I assume. My, actually, might have been Lorne Michaels. Yeah. yeah. Um, he he went up to Norm. He's like, Norm, stop! You gotta like, if if, if you keep doing this, we're gonna we have to fire you. Like, you know, whatever. And Norm's like, oh, okay, whatever. And so then the verdict happened, and then he dropped that joke, and then immediately got fired after that. Yeah. Oh no, that that's just funny. <laughs> oh, dude. R.I.P. Th- Norm, the goat. Well, it, so yeah, I love Norm. Our, I, I still miss Norm. Uh. <laughs> So the thing that happened with that, like he left the show and then another update from that, uh, another update was given out saying that Jeff Garland was still going to be a part of the show. 
of the upcoming season of Goldbergs, mm-hmm. but they would work around it. He was still going to get paid, but they would use archived or CGI footage of Jeff Garland, and then they would have a stunt double. Um, they, they would just have a body double ju- whenever they have to shoot, like, scenes of his back. That seems so counterintuitive. Like, you're already paying the guy. Yeah, but like. this, is where, <laughs> this is where you get the, the, the scene that went viral a couple days ago of CGI Jeff Garland. Just That's randomly showing was. up in a okay. fucking in, in like I guess the, the Tokyo wedding Vice episode. Poster. <laughs> yeah, in the Tokyo Vice poster. <laughs> oh damn! So he's like, so he's like, uh, in 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 shallow water with them, or kind of. Well, he didn't want to be in the show. I assume. I I, I don't think he I wanted to why. be in the show anymore because he hated it. <laughs> but like, they needed to figure out a way to like still keep his character um around, yeah. despite like without killing him off. So they just made a CGI Jeff Garland in some important scenes, and then just reused old audio. <laughs> or archived audio for like whatever special occasion it was it was like a wedding episode where like the daughter was getting married and it's the scene is so funny i don't know if you've seen it yet but like it's cgi of garland then it cuts to a body double that's very clearly a body double hugging the daughter and you don't see the obviously you don't see the body double speaking or anything but you just hear oh my little pumpkin <laughs> and that's it and it's so off-putting <laughs> um what was the roseanne show Oh, yeah. No, the Roseanne revival, and then she got fired halfway through that season. What, what, yeah, what was... They it, turned it into the Connors. Yeah, is that still they, going on? Yeah. That's still? Really? Dude, I was watching Bachelor last night, and a promo for that came out. Yeah, they're still that's doing crazy. the Connors. Yeah. The fact that, like, Roseanne, a Roseanne show exists without Roseanne, that's for That insane. was really funny to me, because the premiere episode was just... It was... So, Did she get hit by a car or something? Yeah, she straight up just... They just say, oh, she's dead. You know, in the, in the premiere episode. And it was technically... The Connors... It got changed... It got retitled into The Connors, but originally it was supposed to be the second season of that revival. Yeah, yeah. It was Roseanne. Uh, of the Roseanne yeah, yeah. revival. It just opens up with, I think, either her sister or um, or John Goodman being like, yeah, it's been, a, it's, it's been rough since Roseanne got destroyed by that car or some shit like that. Wasn't John Goodman like her husband? Yeah, John show? Goodman's the husband. You ever <laughs> seen Roseanne? No I, no, I did. Like, barely, though. Oh. Roseanne was one of those shows where, like... I think it played after Full House or after Family Matters or something. Because yeah, I would like always 4 watch. 4 a.m. on Nick and Knight. I would always watch like a Full House, Family Matters, um, Fresh Prince, uh, not in that order, George Lopez. Um, yeah, those were the ones that got like would be on rotation. And you're then Seinfeld my, here and there. You never, you were never a My Wife and Kids kind of guy. No, I wasn't. I, I like to watch I like, that sometimes. I like the nanny. The nanny was great. I like the I nanny. I yeah. love nanny. Yeah. The entire like premise of that show, Nanny, was just how funny her voice was. It really was. And then yep. they had the one episode where like she got hit in the head hard and like she, she lost her accent. Normally. Yeah, yeah, she lost her accent, and then she <laughs> got it back randomly. It was also one of the horniest sitcoms I remember watching. As she a was kid. so fine. Well, okay, Franny, fine. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> like, like she was super fine, and you know, always kind of like super horny for Mister Sheffield. Yeah, but oh, also Mister Sheffield, Mister like, Sheffield. <laughs> but also, he's uh, great. Also, <laughs> but remember the but there was Niles the Butler, who also kind of had a thing oh, with madam. um his assistant with yeah, Sheffield's yeah. assistant who was lo- a fucking asshole. Um. Um. And then they just I remember the butler had being sex like one in one episode later in the season. The butler the was the butler was definitely one of the best characters. I remember he Niles had a whole best. He had a whole arc where um he like married the assistant. Yeah, no, yeah, they yeah. they straight up just be they because they it started off yeah, yeah yeah it started off because that they were like cheeky and cunty with each other right yeah. at first and then they ended up fucking one day yeah, yeah 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 that was a that was a fun show that was a good show yeah I really liked very that. very sexual in retrospect also like it was one of the like the first shows where it made me like um look at. <laughs> That was Teen Titans. Yeah. <laughs> Raven, man. Um, no, um, that was actually one of the first shows that made me look at Broadway differently. 
Because the whole thing that he was a Broadway director, oh, right? that's right. It made me, like, it made me realize that, like, not that, like, it, you know, it, it was, it, it did a deep dive into the production of Broadway, but, like, it kind of put that seed, like, idea in my mind. It's like, oh, like, you know, there's an entire backing and thing behind, you know, live plays. Yeah. I was, you know, I was, like, five or six when I was watching this show. So, like, that's, that was when it connected for me mm-hmm. while watching, you know, <laughs> The Nanny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I used to like that show a lot. You yeah, ever yeah. watch Home Improvement? Growing I up? loved Home Improvement. Yeah, Home yeah, Improvement yeah. was also fun. I really liked it. Um, it, the thing with all those shows is they're literally all the same. They are. Just they were just like they were just trying to mimic The Simpsons. Just bumbling idiot father, you know, has like a perfectly balanced family. Maybe a dog in there. Has some weird niche activity that he does. Yeah, you know? yeah. He they have like he has like a weird job, you yeah. know, or something. That they they all and work. His, his they children all work are in a all factory. obviously from the nineties too. Yeah, they all work in a factory, and yeah, Most they're all the just like in there in the nineties. Yeah, they're yeah. all from the nineties, obviously. Mm-hmm. But they, like you know, George Lopez, he worked at a factory. Um, fucking. Uh, well, Tim the Toolman Taylor had his own tool show. Yeah, and same thing different. though. Like kind of just like works with his hands. Yeah, all they're all blue white co- blue, blue collar, collar workmen. Yeah, yeah, blue collar workmen. Yeah. I don't remember what John Goodman did on the show on Roseanne. Didn't like, they have I, I a restaurant thing. in Roseanne? No, the lunchbox. Did I remember they? that episode. I don't remember that. That I, the episode was that like Roseanne, like she had a restaurant, and then um they did, were looking for a like something to name it, and then her son was like, "What about the lunchbox?" And everybody was like, "Shit!" You mean the son that everybody knows couldn't act? Yeah, when he was a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know they also work around that in the revival because I used to watch a couple episodes of that. Did when he come back? Out. Older? Yeah, they, they all came back, and obviously he's older. And can he act? They would keep him, like, one or two scenes. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it was mostly, like, his daughter that would show up more than, than him, which is really funny. You know, I was never a big... I was never a big Cosby guy growing up. Are you saying this now? Whoa, no. <laughs> not, <laughs> not post... Uh, not post uh, 2016, 2015. But, like, growing up, like... The Cosby Show was never like uh, I don't remember much of it to be honest. So I never I, watched I, that much. I could, I could agree with that. To be honest, yeah, it would. It used to play Nick and I definitely. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah they yeah. would all the time. It's just one of those things where like I never, I barely remember anything from it. Like yeah. I know more, I remember more from like Family Matters than I did with that. And Family then, uh, Matters also a good show. And then obviously like our generation, we obviously grew up with like I'm glad we're talking about sitcoms now. Yeah. Um, our generation, we obviously grew up you know Drake and Josh, iCarly, you mm-hmm. know that like. That the Nickelodeon sitcom generation was very specific to us, dude. I'm low key pretty excited about starting up that iCarly revival. They're doing why, dude? Creddy's coming back again. They're Who? doing Creddy again. Who Carly, Carly and, and Freddie? Oh yeah, right. I, it, it looks like they're 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 hyping that up again. Isn't the joke that like he's a he's a single dad of an adopted girl, and he had like a few failed startups? I Wasn't remember. that the joke? Well, okay, I remember that he got divorced. And he still lives yeah. with his mom when the revival starts. Yeah, yeah. He's a single dad. Uh-huh. And he has, an, uh, he has an adopted daughter. Oh, that I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking interesting. Yeah. And I think, like, uh, I think his adopted daughter's, like, like, like she loves Carly or something like that. Like, something they're really like close. That, yeah. something like Spencer's, that, yeah. like, a millionaire. And yeah. I think, I, I, Artist. I, yeah, but and I think Carly comes back from, like, the Navy or something. I still haven't started it. I've just seen, like, some clips. She's an there. influencer. Yeah, something like that. She was an influencer, yeah. That's not so surprising. And then Sam is like... uh, Sam is the leader of a biker gang. Yeah. That's how they explain, like, why she's not on the show anymore. Dude, they did a whole... That was so weird. I don't know if Jeanette McCurdy got paid for this, but, like, they did a whole seven to ten minute video online. You could check it on YouTube of, like, 
them using archived footage and and pictures of uh of Sam Jim to explain Gideon. yeah like to explain like what she was doing in between the like f- bad uh, photoshops or something like that yeah in between the finale of iCarly uh, no in between the finale of uh, Sam and Cat and the revival oh is that still iCarly. canon huh <laughs> is that Sam and Cat still canon Sam and Cat is still canon you yes. know they were like begging Ariana Grande to show up no please, apparently they hated please. each other on set. No, I'm talking about like Nickelodeon was begging Ariana Grande to. Like, oh show yeah, her. yeah, for sure. <laughs> Please, you can. <laughs> Ignoring their cause. I never cared about that show, to be honest. You ever Victorious? watched? Victorious. No, Sam and Cat. I never. N- same with Victorious. I never. I never gave a shit. Victorious, about Victorious. was like, when Victorious started, that was like the end of like our generation watching those sitcoms. Mm-hmm. I Carly was like the last like sitcom that our generation was watching. Yeah. Yeah. Give me one second. I have to poop. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> You didn't see Turning Red yet, did you? That was actually um, me and my girlfriend talked about it. Um, I don't know much about it, but I know for some reason it's controversial. Okay, it, controversial for like the stupidest fucking reason possible. So the the movie itself isn't controversial. It's more so the criticism around it. So like people, I, I I've been hearing really good things about the movie. I want to check yeah, it out soon. Um, I hear it's actually like for people who have lived in Toronto in like 2003, 2005, that's like a perfect encapsulation of what. Oh, that it's is. an early 2000s movie. Yeah, an early 2000s movie. Nice. Yeah, it's also like you know. It, it's I mean, so weird how that's trailer. our no- that's our nostalgia era. <laughs> yeah, no, that's slow, and it's slowly becoming like closer. Yeah. To like the time you know when we were children and shit like that, because like, all right, 2003, 2005, we were like what, four, five years old. <laughs> Get ready for we were, like uh, super tiny. <laughs> we weren't like in high school or ne- obviously yet. Yeah. Get ready for mid thousands directed by <laughs> Vic and Rubble. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, yeah. Uh, the way <laughs> the way I always know my age around what time mm-hmm. is uh, it, it's twenty twenty two now. Yeah, twenty three. Yeah, it's because I, I was born in December at the end of the year, so my birthday, like you know, it, it's the same with me. I mean, I was born in the beginning of ninety nine, but like yeah, you know, ninety nine zero two thousand uh, zero. My age is one. Yeah. And then onward and up. Yeah, you know, yeah. So we won over. We were so yeah, we were like uh was two thousand four, two thousand five, we were like five and six. Yeah, there. yeah, around there. Yeah. But um like I for people who were living in that time, you know, who were like in middle school, high school around that time, it's a perfect encapsulation of what life was like there in Toronto. Like 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 Scott Pilgrim levels of like clo- uh, of good representation of it. God. But that's not the controversy. The controversy is that like stupid people like stupid critics online have been have been dismissing the movie solely based on the fact that like it's a story that they can't relate to yeah because they're not a tiny korean asian person who got got like you know who who got their period at some point in like middle school and high school yeah the movie. I, I, i'm not even making the shit up like yeah. there, there's a review out there that's the movie's about like, menstruation yeah no and but people people uh, write it off as like oh schlock well no like not yeah. even that no I, i'm not even saying that i'm talking about like like one of the reviews I read was straight up. I couldn't get into this movie because it just simply wasn't for me. It wasn't that sort of background. It's like that's a part of criticism, but that shouldn't be the, the point. That the criticism. Yeah, that's like saying, "Oh yeah, I didn't enjoy Parasite because I'm not a Korean person who works in a house." It's just like, <laughs> I guess, like okay, that's interesting because like I've I've gotten this question before. It's like, oh, how do you know if you like a movie? Do you base it off just your personal experience or how the movie's made? You know what mm-hmm. you appreciate of like that, and like, there's a there's a line between both. 
because there's a certain balance like uh, i guess a good example maybe being uh ooh, like spider-man just you know wild example okay but like similar to this um we like it because of our personal connection to it because we like spider-man yeah, yeah. like that's something Bluntly. we that's something we can take away from it but we can but we still consider it we still consider it like not the greatest film mm-hmm. we don't really appreciate it for its for the type of film it is we appreciate it because of our personal connection to it and like Kind of the reverse is going on here with well, like turning I, red. Well, I, I liked and it because I think I'm Spider Man. Yeah, that, that kind of yeah. Thing. And I, like I, I know for a fact I'm not good with girls and I could climb on walls. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like my point being, my point being is like we have that opinion because we can separate our personal enjoyment from what how the what the film's trying to do and what the film you know is like made for kind yeah. of thing. I was I was talking to my buddy Slime about this on discord and it's the same thing i bring up with like some like shiva baby mm-hmm. it's like shiva baby not that made for us that, that the the premise itself we cannot relate to yeah the themes in it we definitely can yeah you know like it, you 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 shouldn't judge a movie because you're not a jewish girl that's you know trying to figure out her life and is also like you know sucking some dude's dick for money like that's that's not the point like or the like, point is like what the themes are in the movie, and if you can actually in, like enjoy the films for the ideas it's presenting. An even closer example for a film we liked, The Green Knight. Uh-huh. We can't fucking relate to The Green Knight. I'm not Dev Patel. You're I not Dev Patel. Look at the Batman. You have a fucking Batman wallpaper on your desktop. King Arthur's not my uncle. Yeah, like, we're you know, not Batman. Yeah, but <laughs> like you could like even though we can't relate to it, there are themes and parts of the film that are universal. I haven't mm-hmm. seen Turning Red yet. Even though, like, the setup and everything about it, like, it doesn't make... I'm not, you know, I'm not Korean. I'm not a woman. I'm not, you know, so-and-so. My age group, sure. Yeah. But I can... I have really nothing to relate the movie to, but I'm going to still watch it because I know for a fact that the themes could be universal. Yeah. In the end of the day, Turning Red, I haven't seen it, but from what I've heard... Yeah, it's about you know menstruation, you know womanhood and all that. But adolescence, you it's, know, exactly. It's that, about that adolescence. It's about growing up. Mm-hmm. It's about you know changing. It's about dealing w- with puberty, with your emotions, and like if you can't look past like the foregrounds of a film, I don't think you should be. You should consider yourself a critic. Yeah, you if you can't, up. It, it it is it is ridiculous. Like. You you have to see the movie Let's turn this more political. than just yourself. You Let's know? turn this political. It is kind of no, political. No, it at is that political. Point. Let's turn yeah. it even more political. Um, uh, sorry to bother you. Oh yeah, great example. I there there is not a. It's a movie I can respect, despite the, me not you know relating to the themes as much, or like me you know connecting with the themes. It's as a much. movie clearly not made for us. Yeah, especially for our fucking background, our background, <laughs> and like you know where we come from, and it's not made for us at all. But I respect the fuck out of it, and I appreciate what it does. And as a film, as a as a piece of art that presents a point of view, I think it's great, mm-hmm. even though I don't agree with it. Yeah, and that's like the problem with critic film criticism nowadays is that you know it can relate to you know uh, politics. It, it, it all boils down to politics at the end of the day, always, no matter what. Here's another good example with the fucking Batman controversy too. The Batman, yeah, the. Ben Shapiro. Ooh, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro's so funny. He's hilarious. I, As a concept, yeah. It, like, it, no, he's he, j- just him. He yeah. is so funny. Um, <laughs> he clearly base 
he based like his tastes and his and like everything he I get he looks at life through his political lens mm-hmm. and like he makes the case for it. It's like, you know, your politics like kind of represent your, you know, how you carry yourself and, you know, so and so he, he makes his own case for that. whatever. Uh-huh. But he's the kind of person that really can't put his own personal, I guess, viewpoints to the side and just criticize the way something is presented, a theme, an idea, you know. Obviously, Ben Shapiro f- is fucking probably hates Sorry to Bother You. Mm-hmm. It's a communist propaganda. We're not talking about this. We're talking yeah. about the film. What did you think of the film? Not not necessarily if you agree with it. Do you do you like how it's made? Do you think the acting is good? Do you like the cinematography? Uh, there the, are other aspects that you could discuss when it comes to criticism. So when you go to Turning Red and all you see is just a Korean girl going through menstruation for the first time. In Ben's Toronto, like, oh my god, that's totally me. In Toronto, <laughs> okay, you're not, but like you're not, okay. So the movie doesn't work for you, okay, sure, but the, you don't, you don't have anything to say about the animation. Mm-hmm. What about the voice acting? You don't, the writing is any good. What about the dialogue? Did you find it funny? Did you find it funny? Yeah. Did you find well, the directing? Is there were there aspects of it that you enjoy? Yeah, I, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't like, uh, I, I, I didn't like the fact that uh, she turned into a panda because period, like, yeah. like it's, it's fucking like, it's so, it, it. It forewalls you. That's what it is. I don't know what the, the exact term is, but it like kind of barricades you into this small box where you can only enjoy things in your own bubble. Yeah. And that's so dangerous to. That's a dangerous way to live. Personally, I feel just if you're just so it just isn't in your own uh in your own sea bear circle. It just really isn't <laughs> a healthy way to live. It's not. Know? It really isn't. And now we're just gonna call all our personal friend who also has this sort of belief. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well we got a few. We got well, a, a few. few, a few. Yeah. But it, you know, like it, it's something we've seen a lot recently and it's really annoying where it's like, dude, sometimes you can just enjoy the fucking thing for what it is, you know? Like you don't have to necessarily tie in your belief system and everything that you stand for for you know, like with as your personality trait you know as as a way to judge things it's, there it's are fucking people, ridiculous there are people who make the argument that call me by your name is a film about gay rights and is a film about the gay experience and it's a film that's politicizing weaponizing you know sexuality even mm-hmm. though it's clearly a film about two people connecting and falling in love and being gay has nothing to do with it yeah but they're not gonna get that they're not gonna get that because they're too caught up with the fact to that do with it probably partly i mean know. not really the like the the core themes of call me by your name really is about the connection between two people mm-hmm. and you know whether they fall in love like really like the fact I'm just that thinking both in terms the of like the background because you're we're still talking about like 1980s you know in the height of that that's not really touched upon though in the film it's not only towards but, like the, only is, towards the like it's, it's something it's something that could be discussed you know it could be it, it's a kind of a what's the term a subconscious aspect of the film mm. that isn't touched upon to a degree where you can call it a film about the gay experience, a film about gay rights, mm. because the mo- because that movie is about just Timothy Chalamet and Army Hammer falling in love in Italy. Yeah. That's what it's about. And then by the end of it, where you think, oh, they're you know spoilers i guess you know the parents would be against you know this idea that's like no it's like you guys connect and it's falling in love like i had an experience like this too like you know yeah it's very much clearly a film about connection and 
there are people who can't watch the film because there are men making out in it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that just is rooted in such insecurity in oneself. And like, but also just, just somebody's like, upbringing too. In their upbringing, yeah. Because it's not you like know, they they're, can they're, necessarily, you know, it's not like they would, had things been, you know, probably different in their household, you know, they probably would have seen it a Their viewpoint, way. Yeah. yeah. You know, it like in, in the end, I, I just think it's so like, it's it's hard for me to take you seriously as a film critic, air quotes, mm-hmm. if you look at films Everybody's in a such film a narrow now. view, mm-hmm. you know? Because that's just like, all right, then... I, I we're not gonna enjoy the same things because you're looking for things I don't I'm not looking for. I'm looking for the way it's presented. I'm looking for you know I'm I'm looking for just, you know, what's good about like what are the themes? Can I point out the themes? Okay, I can point out the themes. Are those themes point represented in a way that's, you know, like it works, it's digestible. That's what I look for, you know. Yeah. That but that's the problem with film criticism nowadays. Yeah, I mean, even film criticism, I use fucking air quotes on because everybody can go online and call themselves a, a critic, film critic. You yeah, know? you go on Twitter, you know, and like, you, you know, have like, like 10K, you have 10K followers. You can consider yourself a straight, film critic. You know, like straight up, I haven't actually read a review of a film in probably six years. Yeah, it's been to years. Be honest. Because cause like straight, like a straightforward review of a movie, I haven't, I haven't really watched. Okay, I've watched some. You know, but they're mainly because of people I like, and I like their, you know, their 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 um their credibility. With like someone like Chris Duckman. But Genuinely, even then, the last like, review I remember reading reading is for like the Revenant. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I I I I glance at some from time to time just to see what the movie is about. More, you know, and less than you know the actual like um criticism behind it. But like it's 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 such a fucking weird pain in the ass because like. Everybody can kind of go online and call themselves a critic. Yeah, and criticize we call something. ourselves critics. Yeah, we're <laughs> like like us, you know, at times. And like there, there is definitely an art, uh, an art to critiquing art, you know. And some people just do not take that at all, you know, and take that for granted completely. And you know, some other people are just so fucking ignorant and trying to just use that review or critic statics as a way to like. You know, uh, as a way to like um, to bring out you know their ideals and 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 concepts into in, into how they think it should be. It, it's know, hard to the walk, world should be. It's hard to walk that fine line in such an ego driven industry. Mm-hmm. You know, when you try and be subjective with your own personal experience, with your own personal perspective and your experience, but also being open to everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, like. As much as we can, you know, you and me, we can appreciate something like Sorry to Bother You. Someone like Ben Shapiro would call us, like, these commie sympathizing, you know, yeah. traitors. Like, <laughs> you How know? dare you like Koreans? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, oh, and, like, you know, I guess kind of kind of relates to all this. But remember that fucking guy, the fucking, the man baby who just freaked out over Parasite winning Best Picture? Oh, yeah. The, the argument being that this is an American award show in American films. Like, and, that he, you know, the Joker should have gotten fucking win instead. The Joker perfectly represents, you know, um, I don't see Parasite talking about uh, uh, class equality. I don't, I don't, like, shit like that. It's yeah. stupid fucking shit like that. Like, and you get shit like that with the Batman, too, when it's literally, when when ma- when mainly the criticism around or the controversy around it, if you could even call it that, is based on the fact that a specific one character, line. yeah, just straight up, just the explicit mention of white privilege, and that's the only time it's actually Which, mentioned okay. verbatim. I'm in not the gonna, film. 
I and I'm not gonna be here and say, oh, you're stupid for making that cursing. No, because I th- I do think genuinely it is kind of an unnecessary line, an unnecessary line. I it's, and like you know it, it kind it, of, but it makes sense with what the movie's talking about, you know. But it, I also feel like, I also feel like, if you put that line, a line like that specifically in this time period in this climate, mm-hmm. a line like that in the film. You can't be surprised that it starts alienating us uh, in amount of people because, you know, I guess, you know, light spoilers for the Batman, but there is uh, go check out our review, by the way. Yeah. To go check out it. the review if you want to if, if you want to hear spoiler free and a spoiler filled review. Yeah. Um, there's a line that Catwoman says that goes um, uh, these white privilege uh, scum. Uh, yeah. Can, you know, whatever. And uh, adding the element of their race to it kind of boxes your film mm-hmm. in a, a a bit and like but i would argue the same makes, thing yeah like like bringing like you know like somebody's own like perspectives and and prejudices on race like mainly when it comes to like you know the controversy for turning red also boxes in and causes that sort of problem as well you know like for me okay well, you it's, would agree if that if the line was black, it what? would be racist. If the line with these black privilege thing, they would be a ra- it would be racist. Oh yeah, no, people would consider that to be a, a racist thing. The and same thing it would be with white privilege. The thing is, like I can cons- and like I, I'm part of that group where like I feel like if you start bok- if you start kind of if you can the concept I guess of um the the concept of uh. Fuck, why am I blanking on the word of uh, corruption? Mm-hmm. The concept of corruption goes beyond any form of, of race. Yeah, but I'm, know? But I'm thinking I, in the way the film is you know, displaying it, obviously. Contextualized, The, the wealthy sure. elite, at least as what you've seen in the movie, you know, are just a bunch of white Italian people, you know? Sure. So, like, having a line like that, like, that's the thing. Yeah, one can make the case that the line is unnecessary, but I also, I'm of the opinion that the line makes sense in context of the film. And the world that it's establishing, it can make you know? it like uh, like you know, and I'm I'm not completely like against this idea of like you know that specific type of politics in context of a story. I'm not against that at all. I'm just like kind of bringing up like the matter of like you can't be surprised in that criticism when you objective what well, not objectively what the fuck am I talking about when you um um specifically decide to include a line like that because you kind of know what you're doing when you say that i don't but the thing is especially in this climate i don't think anybody's surprised i think it's just like no it's not surprising at all it just continues to show like some of the ignorance in people you know it on both sides on both okay i could i could see your point on that but because i feel like again you know you could say that and like that could work for that character in that context but like you as a writer you are threading the underlying themes mm-hmm. the 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 lines between the text it, it that th- you're kind of weaving that into your script and you kind of know what you're doing when you include a line like that well yeah obviously but like look at the world it's setting up that's the thing you know obviously that's the point of having do you think it's the a ref- falcone family be nothing but you know a bunch of white elite you know so people would get mad that, that you, uh, italians so what? people would get mad that, that you'd consider john Turturro white Genuinely, that too. Yeah, no, Italians get angry. <laughs> you know, so, that's inclu- thing too. so, and and that that just adds more strings to adding that sp- specific piece, like that thematic word. It's a thematic word mm-hmm. because, again, 
in context of everything. And this Matt Reeves is very, very aware of the climate it's in. I mean, look at the fucking finale. It's a bunch of fucking. It's a bunch of fucking it's radicals. A bunch of QAnon motherfuckers, yeah, like, like shooting up the place. Like, I there's no, I can't like I I can't be for or against this line. I can't be against this line really because I feel like you have to knowingly you have to knowingly uh wove your themes in there, you know. I just think you know like for me when in, in in terms of that like context is key, you know. Yeah. And it fits in with the context and you have to understand the context to you know fully understand like why it's being said in the first place. I also make know? the argument I also make the argument that maybe like race like adding that aspect of race especially with like a character like selena Mm -hmm. her character is more about the the kind of general what's the term um it's about the she is the embodiment of a woman living in a man's world her character Mm -hmm. is very much uh is very much about the idea that women have to kind of be under the thumb of the power of men. That's kind of centrally what her character is about. And I feel like something like maybe adding the aspect of like these, these privileged men or something like that, or Mm -hmm. something along those lines. I feel like something like that would probably fit more with her character than adding the aspect of race to it, because it does fit because it can fit in the context of this world. Mm. But it also feels like race is not really mentioned the entire film. It's kind of implied with like some of the casting, you know, well, I mean, making that, all the ma- making most of the uh, politicians white. That mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's you know that's my. But that's casting. also but that's also that but that's the thing, right? I mean, obviously, like casting Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, you're making a choice there. You're making a choice specifically, you know, like dealing with race there when it comes to her character and when it comes to that line specifically. Sure, but in year know? one, she was like basically, it was implied she was black. In year one, I, I I mean okay, but that's a different thing. Yeah, We're talking about the movie. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, yeah. About this movie, but I'm just not, saying, not, like, like Catwoman ha- has always been had roots of being like mixed. Yeah, that's always been her thing. So like casting Zoe Kravitz in has nothing really to do more with her race. It's just how she acts as a character because Catwoman keeps black or white. But yeah, we're yeah. talking about the implication. Right? Sure, sure. The implication also brings out the, you know, the. Um, I think the implication the, the, is more the so with something like Jim's Gordon, James James Gordon. Yeah, but like Jim. okay, but like the implication of it also adds in, you know, another perspective that we don't necessarily consider too. Which is something that is interesting to also see, and you know whether we agree with it or not. You know, it's it's something to look at, and um, and you know, like take a moment to sit with and, and think about. You know, because that is not necessarily like it's not like it's not it's not like it's being done for no reason. Everything in a, in a, in in art in general is done for a reason. In film you know? specifically, yeah. Every single shot, the director knows what's. Every line, every shot, the director knows what's going in there. Yeah, and they should know what the implications of the of those lines mean. In in <laughs> to sum this all up in a nice you know racial bow, <laughs> 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 it, it at the end of the day, just don't fucking judge a movie just just solely based on the fact that like hundred percent oh, okay this isn't uh, this isn't supposed to be about me yeah you know because that's not how you ju- are you supposed yeah. to judge things at all. And you know? like, yeah, I guess, you know, like film in general, film specifically allows for new film perspectives is, to be discovered film is the most and be subjective, one of the most subjective forms of art. Yeah. But it have. also allows for new perspectives to be introduced yeah. and do you know to help expand your worldview? I it's guess good like, to think more about just yourself, you know, 
I I'm think, saying in terms of no, like I know, you know, I know. how the world no, works. No, I know, I know, I agree. But like, I feel like that point gets undercutted by the fact that you add such a narrow viewpoint, like something like race, mm. you know, especially with a character like that. Because then you just narrow, it's like, okay, only like, you know, these powerful white people are like, you know, bringing, uh, you know, the establishment well, down. Well, okay, no, like I'm, not, I'm not saying, well, that's the thing. Okay, we bring in Sorry to Bother. Not necessarily, you know, ev- not everybody's going to agree with everything. Yeah. You know, but it is, it's a healthy thing to at least, uh, like, look at these things and, you know, and, and, um, and understand why it's being done in the first place. I'd say the Not, argument... Like, you could agree yeah. with it or you could disagree with it, but you could... The, the important thing is trying to understand why that's being done in the first place, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, we can understand why these things... Like, the themes in Sorry to Bother You are being done that way. We can understand why the movie takes that turn, mm-hmm. you know? And that's a healthier thing uh, for us to do. I would... I believe that's a healthier thing for us to do, you know, when it comes to criticizing art than just, this movie is bad because it's doing this. I Yeah, I 100%. It, and I, I agree 100%. I, I agree 400% because the movie is nowhere near ruined because of that line, the Batman. Mm-hmm. But the biggest difference between Sorry to Bother You and the Batman in terms of, like, politics and how it handles, like, specifically race is that I wouldn't have such a prop... Not really problem, but I wouldn't... I wouldn't have found the line as unnecessary if those themes were kind of played out more Mm. because the entire point of sorry to bother you is those themes you know and like her line kind of comes almost comes out of nowhere because it's not really like it's not really a part of the film that they build upon much there's the implications of the casting with you know like having these white italians be you know it's probably more of a subtle thing that's the thing that's what makes it all such subjective at the end of the day it but I don't really think that's subtle. Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, from the Batman, it's like, it's like, oh, these white privilege. The line like, itself probably not subtle. Not but subtle like at the all. Ideas as to why it's being said in the first place, you know, probably more maybe so than if, what we're thinking. Maybe right if now. they played on that more, maybe if they actually kind of, in my opinion, maybe if that was a bigger theme in mm-hmm. the in the Batman, not just not just vague contextual, but like you know actually played upon mm-hmm. I wouldn't have found the line as unnecessary because oh yeah this is clearly a this film is clear this character in the film is clearly you know has this opinion because of the current situation in the world but like it's very much clearly in this version of Gotham everyone's getting the boot yeah. kind of thing and yeah these people are you know white politicians that are corrupt but I feel like again you you can't be surprised that the film is going to get boxed in with that line in this climate. And so, again, my my criticism is more so that fact that it feels like it kind of comes out of nowhere. Could almost. Could be seen that way, yeah. That's, that. that's more my criticism, and I kind of wish something like that was maybe kind of played upon more. Mm-hmm. Because definitely, like, the undertones are there. The implication's there. You know, we're not stupid. But like, that's the important part. Yeah. that That's what we're trying to say at the end of the day. At least you are understand. Like, you know, you have to make an effort to understand why it's being done. Yeah, exactly. It, you like, have to understand, like, the themes and, and, and the context of it all. Mm-hmm. The context at the end of the day is key. It is. Reading. It is. Like, reading, understanding, listening. Yeah. That's your friend. Yeah. 100%. You know? 100%. Yeah. yeah. In, the end of the, in the end of the day, in the end of the day, don't. Base your opinion solely on your personal politics, or you wanting to be Batman, or <laughs> or you just wanting every film to be the way you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And also, don't be surprised 
if your your film gets the flack it does when you clearly imply something in this context. Yeah. Context always matters. Always, always, always matters. Can I can I get into We my... rambled on on, on, the, on this in the end of the day, watch turning red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh can I get into my you don't mind, I'm gonna get into a bachelor rant for a second. Oh because I'm No, because <laughs> this actually kinda ties into what we're talking about. Cause like like I, I've I've said this before in the show. I just finished the recent the most recent season of Bachelor. I think it's twenty six, twenty seven. I don't yeah. remember how fucking long the show is. I fucking hate The Bachelor, but I love to watch it. You know, dumpster it's, fire. It's it's it is dumpster That's fire. What consider like, love is blind. Yeah, no, but it's like it's straight up dump dumpster fire, shitty, like degrading displays of anti feminism and toxicity. But at the same time, I can't help but watch it. You know, and I feel like that's the same case with everybody else who wa- everybody else who watches it. It's it's one of those things where it's like it's a perspective. Okay, so like it's presenting a, a worldview that I do not agree with at all. You know, because obviously th- these things are scripted. They they present themselves as non scripted, but reality TV is fucking scripted. Surprisingly, not all the time. Yeah. Well, okay, but in the case of this, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like you can fucking tell from a mile of away. Course, these people of don't give a fuck. But. Uh. When you watch something like this, like I, when I'm watching it, I know for a fact I don't agree with any of the fucking things that they're saying. But I will say this: I do love watching it because it is the type of tra- like. There's a psychological there. Ha- there has to be studies on this. Like, there's a psychological like euphoria that you get in watching people just be presented in the worst ways possible. Of course, you know, and that is just that's just how life is. You know, like that. That's there's a reason why that show's so fucking successful. You know, despite oh, wait, the I'm fact sorry. that it's just so degrading to women. I'm sorry. Speaking of women, quick breaking news: Sydney what? Sweeney is joining Dakota Johnson in Madam Web. Oh yeah, they're 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 making a Madam Web movie. Yeah, so Sydney Sweeney, that's cool. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like it's like that, and fucking Morbius are coming out. I don't give a, dude. Morbius looks like ass. I'm not excited about that movie at all. What the uh, Michael Morbius? Yeah. Well, yeah. Why, why would you be? Yeah. No, but it's just like. That movie, uh, like, it looks like a movie I'm I'm staring at with all the promotional materials that keep popping up, and it's like, why is this happening? <laughs> that's not derailed from Bachelor. <laughs> I know. I'm, so, <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. that. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. like, what was it the third to last episode? There, straight up, like, this season more so in, uh, than ever started showing how toxic, like, some of these uh, some of these bachelors actually are. There was a scene where the girl that ended up actually uh, um, getting with uh, Clayton. This season's Bachelor, who's just like a giant thumb for a human being. Jesus. He's like a former, he's like a failed football star, but now he does real estate. Cool. Yeah. That's like a lot. That, like, like, you know, like some people we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was mean. I'm sorry. I kind of take it back. I'm not. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> there was a scene where they're having a romantic dinner and everything. And at this point in the episode, he's already like, there's three women left, right? He's already fucked two of them. This is the only one who hasn't, he hasn't fucked. And... He's oh, so he's oh, so he's thinking another one in the book. Come on, well, let's go. That's how it kind of looks like. Yeah. But you're, he he's con- he, uh, uh, the what what from what he's saying, he's thinking or at least he's trying to show off um th- the, by thinking, but uh, he's trying to show the audience that he is straight up in love with this last person with Susie, the girl that he uh, he ends up being with. Despite the fact that like that's the like, um that she's the only one that he hasn't had sex with, and. She seems like they all seem like down to earth, down to earth people, 
But this one in particular just feels yeah. Orf. This one in particular just feels like wrong right off the bat. Or no, I'm I'm confusing it with another girl because there's another girl who shows up early in the season who gets eliminated obviously, um, because she wanted to wait till marriage to have sex, and you could see like the gears turning in his head when he hears that for the first time. And doink like, doink. Yeah, it's like, mm, I I'm I'm listening. I don't know about this. <laughs> he doesn't say that verbatim, but that's what it that's what it kind of comes. Yeah, off it's as. fair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's yeah. fair. Right? No, I mean, for some people, yeah, no, for sure. Like for a lot of people, yeah, no. And <laughs> but in this scene in particular, they're having a romantic, you know, candlelight dinner and everything. He he's on he he straight up tries to be honest with her about him sleeping with the other two women, and you know to see if I for because the way the show is presented, it kind of looks like he's trying to be honest with her to try to get into her pants. But it doesn't work out. And you see him getting visibly upset. And she wants to break it off. And he's straight up gaslighting her saying like, oh, but you, you didn't want to break it off like five minutes ago. You didn't want to break it off like when we were doing all these important things together as a couple. And it's like, dude, they caught that shit on camera. And it is one of the most toxic displays of a fucked up relationship I will ever, I've ever seen <laughs> like in television. <laughs> you know, as least you'd be as, surprised. As you'd as, be uh, quote unquote as realistic as it could look, you know. Y- You'd be surprised at it looked like how two people many people fighting pe- at the wharf. You'd be surprised <laughs> at how many people act like that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not surprised. Yeah, but like it looked like it it looked like two people fighting in the side of a club. Yeah, you know, no, on a Friday yeah. night. It's you know, and you're just kind of like dancing right next to them, and you're like eyes dropping in the conversation. <laughs> well, you know what I mean when it's yeah, like a no, no, club. I know, I know, like 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 we're like, like we're at the wharf, we're at the wharf or whatever. We're just like Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, it's like oh, what's going on there? <laughs> we're just drinking our mojitos. Yeah, it's God. like <laughs> Daft Punk's playing. <laughs> <laughs> And, and oh she hits in the sauna. So so this girl um this girl it's walks out. <laughs> this girl walks out. She wa- um she's trying to leave Iceland. And I guess she cuz they're in Iceland in the last part of the season. Um nice. she breaks it off with him and he's he he's just angry and confused because I guess it just didn't go his way, you know. The next the two the final episode. I don't episodes, know what I don't know what happened. She's just a stupid bitch. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what could be wrong. There's a really funny <laughs> shot in the in the second to last episode. It's a two part finale. So in the first part, it opens up with him just a shot of him just sitting alone by himself in a church, and it's so funny because it feels like the it feels like the crew just Am kicked I? out everybody. Am I the, the bad guy? Yeah. <laughs> There's a there's a confession there's a there's a sound bite no, from the I confessional. No, I can't be. My yeah. mom said otherwise. <laughs> there's a there's a sound bite from the confessional where it's just him like. It feels like he's about to start tearing up, but it feels so fake. But he, but he brings out this line where it's like, and, and he's like stretches up his arms, kind of like a rooster, like ch- puffing up his chest. He's like, I'm so broken. That guy, <laughs> that guy probably beats women, bro. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I'm sorry. God, I really hope not. But like, implication? No, dead ass. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I don't know. People like that are dangerous, bro. No, I, dude. I, I was just gonna say that shot is really funny because it looked like the crew also like kicked out everybody who wanted to go to church that day. It's like, hey, no. Bachelor filming, you know, <laughs> like, just to get this one funny shot of, and it, it's funny. And because it's a PA talking to, it's a PA talking to like these poor Iceland, like Icelandic people. Yeah, Icelandic is like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you can't. No, like, bachelor, get, bachelor time. No, has no idea what he's saying. Yeah, and they don't understand what they're saying. He's saying either. Getting aggressive, <laughs> just to get the shot of a dude, this one big stocky thumb, uh, thumb guy. That kind of looks like um, doink doink. Yeah, that kind of looks like a buff Alden Ehrenreich. Okay, <laughs> sitting alone in the church while a choir is playing, while a choir is singing, which is really funny. You said he was a football player. He was an ex-football player. That's yeah, how he describes yeah, himself as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 
just like got this weird like moppy haircut. Of course it does. Yeah, I, I, exa- oh. I imagine exactly that when you yeah. <laughs> when you, <laughs> when, told you me. Just, when I told you. Where's yeah. he from? Midwest. Um, oh, God, I can't remember. It's probably like Virginia or something. Or no, he lives in Virginia now with the with Susie, with the girl he ended up with. And, and it's Yeah, that area. But it's it is terrible, dude, because it's like the the last two episodes. He brings um, the two remaining girls who decide to stay with him after the quote unquote real one, ceremony from hell. The ones he fucked. The ones he fucked. Yeah. Okay. They stay. They they stay there. Like I don't get how you can be on on television and just let yourself be embarrassed like this, dude. Oh, dude. Okay. It's, it's insane. So let, let me let me let me spin you a wee. This all sounds, you a tale. This this all sounds terrible. I prefer Temptation Island so much more. It's the new season starts today, by the oh, way. No. Oh, no. Yeah. God. I, I'm, I'm I'll call you. I'm, I'll, I'll call Wanna you, go watch it? Let's watch it tonight. Fuck it. probably watch it tonight. Let's yeah. watch it. A few beers. I'll try, to, I'll try to get some work done. We'll, we'll we try to... Uh, let's try and figure out who's going to have the villain arc this, yeah. <laughs> this season. <laughs> um, what was I saying? No, okay. one, no one will be fucking... Emperor Palpatine, whatever the fuck his name oh, was. Yeah. Yeah. Jared? Yeah. Was it Jared? It was Jared. Probably, yeah. It was yeah. Jared. Fucking Jared. Emperor Jared. Stupid Jared. The rose ceremony from hell. Let me get to that for a second. The roast ceremony? No, rose ceremony okay, from hell. Okay, that's okay. that's what Bachelor Nation. Oh, calls it. rose ceremony is like, oh, you get the last rose. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, so yeah. It, you know, I've Su- seen Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> so Susie's gone, right? Or oh, Su- no. it, it, it's believed that Susie's gone. It's Susie blonde. Susie looks like Jesse, like uh the like the girl from Jesse, and Jessie. Sweet Life on Deck. Oh, Debbie Ryan. Debbie Ryan. She looks she, like Debbie Ryan. So blonde. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Knew she it. looks like Debbie Ryan. Um. The two girls that ended up staying, Rachel and Gabby, right? One of them looks really funny because she looks like she's high as fuck all the time. Okay, <laughs> probably is. Probably is. Probably sn- they probably sn- she most likely has her pen on there. Probably most likely. But background for this, the two the, the, these are the two people he's actually had sex with, at this point, and before he gives out the roses, I was gonna say a really fucked up joke. But no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> one of the scenes, one of the scenes where the sex scenes happens is so funny because it looks like it's a fucking diorama of like the the giant golf ball from Epcot. <laughs> Bruh, it's, it's really stupid. But the rose ceremony starts right. Before ain't it crazy he how they the just? Roses, I'm huh? sorry. Ain't it crazy how they just fuck with cameras in the room? Oh yeah. Like there's not there's not a crew there, but like you know there's a camera. Like <sighs> it's weird. It's really <laughs> weird. Um, it, w- okay. Before he gives out the roses. He starts. He 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 tries to be honest with both of them. He's like, I've had you know, intim- I've been intimate with both of you. Oh, so that's and when they first find out. Yeah, together. Oh, together, right? Oh shit. Okay. And they start crying. It's really bad. Oh, emotional. fuck. They're telling him off. They're sending him to hell. Oh, they're both like, oh my. Oh, well, this is one bad. of them is freaking out. One of them is just like, fucking pissed. The uh, uh, Gabby, I think is. Uh, I was. I'll just say Gabby is the one that's high. All their names are interchangeable. Okay. The, the high the, one's pissed. The high one's pretty pissed uh, off, of course, and, and tells him off. She obviously she's more in tune, in tune with their emotions. Yeah, the other one is super, super fucking. That in, sounded in very, emotional. Rut. I'm huh? sorry. That sounded very sarcastic. I'm not. That was not sarcasm at all. No, <laughs> I'm being so dead ass. She yeah. probably is the most stable one there. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, um, oh, no, okay. I think high one's Rachel. Gabby's the one that's like in an emotional rut. She's like crying on the stairs and everything. Okay. After, yeah, yeah. I can't believe this happened. I love you. Yeah, they, they, they try to you know reconvene and do this again, do the rose ceremony again. Standards are so low, man. Jesus, huh? standards are low, man. Oh, dude. So here's what happens: oh, no. the rose ceremony <laughs> restarts, right? Of course. 
It restarts. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait. So because they, after, wait, wait. He, after so he admitted I, so, that he fucked both of them, so they, they the just... The breakdown. They, so they just didn't want to film anymore. Yeah, they just didn't want that to film anymore. That makes so much sense. Yeah, that yeah. Co- That makes... Fuck. They're... So they go for take two, right? <laughs> <laughs> the producers are probably like, oh, fuck. Like, like, it's like, if you don't get on this fucking pedestal right now, we're n- breaking your contract. No, no. It's, That's what it feels no, like. No, no, no. Deadass, it's not like that at all. I know. It's not like... It's literally like them, like, please, for... The, like, like the producers, like they, I, I swear to you, producers kiss the feet of talent, they, especially they for reality, especially. Yeah. Like, if there's a, if there's a freak out like that on one of the sets I've been on, the producers would be fucking scrambling. Oh my yeah. god, what are we gonna do? Fuck, fuck. <laughs> right, how are we gonna put this into the story? Oh my god, you can feel so- that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, keep going. So take two. Yeah. So take two. <laughs> he he brings out the roses and it's like, Rachel, will you accept this rose? She's like, no, at first. At and then, first. And then Gabby is like, yes, I will. She's the first person who takes a rose. What? And and Rachel's like, I can't do it. She cries, goes back, uh, walks down. Clayton follows her. This And Gabby is just holding a rose and is like, what the fuck did I do? Basically, Literally. like, she, like straight up looking like a huge embarrassment in, in national television. No, dead ass. Yeah. After all this shit. And. Oh, my God. He. Clayton confronts, <laughs> Clayton confronts um, Ashley. I can't remember her name now. <laughs> Gabby and uh, uh, Rachel. He confronts Rachel and he's There's like... There's been like three girl names that's just yeah. like been thrown around. He confronts the dude's name again? He confronts the high one. What's the dude's name again? Clayton. Clay- fuck, Clayton. <laughs> yeah. He sounds like Clayton. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Clay. Clay. <laughs> <laughs> like you're telling me you got fucked by a dude named Clay and you're freaking out? <laughs> she go- He goes to the high one and is like, please, please accept this rose and stuff because what? wait but the other one just got accepted the rose though because before they before they do it before um because what's supposed to happen after is they go on to meet uh Clayton's family cuz right before this they met their families he met their families he, uh now they have to meet uh his this is so he begs her to stay and she and she accepts she grabs the rose and they both they both stay with him in this really weird scenario where the next day he introduces both of them to um to his family. Wait, what? Yeah. This all happens within the span of a couple of days. So What the fuck? Well let me let me so let me explain. Okay, here's the thing. So he's it, in, okay, 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 wait, 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 okay, okay. So okay, okay. So alright. Just a little recap. Just a little okay, recap. Okay, okay. Me me as audience. Yeah, listen. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they both kind of freak out. One of them accepts the rose, and uh-huh. then the other one freaks out and leaves, and he follows her. And so the one with the rose is like, what the fuck? Because she embarrassed herself, basically. She embarrassed herself. Yeah. So he convinces her to stay, and now they're both okay with being in a throuple? No, they're both okay with uh, going forward and meeting his parents. Because the final pick has not been picked yet. Even though it's still it's still down to technically two people. Does he introduce them as like his three. girlfriends or like it's the final rose picks? He doesn't mention them by girlfriend. No, he doesn't mention them by girlfriend Just, or like you know. This is like, oh hey mom dad, this is Rachel, this is Gabby. Like th- th- that that that's the extent it goes right now. Right. So okay, I, I I'm just so confused. Because okay. typically no, normal I, I, seasons are supposed to end with an engagement. No, I understand. Okay, so mm-hmm. okay, so all right, okay, so. That ceremony, the freakout one. So that was only one rose was supposed to go to one girl. How many girls were there for the roses? There was three. There was only two. There was two. Uh, two at that time. Two yeah. at that time. So he had one rose or he had two roses? He had two roses. Why did he have two roses if only one was supposed to get picked? 
and there's only two people there. I guess because of the context, he wanted to see what like what could work. I guess with either of these two. Oh my god, what a fucking And he wanted to be headache. honest about his infidelity. It's Dude, fucking I, weird. I'm it's I'm just weird. imagining how freak how fucking stressed and freaked out the producers probably would have be- like, Because you want to know the thing is, it's supposed to be 3. But since Susie technically left, they still had two roses. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Now, okay. Here's the thing. I, I they basically that. do a fake out where she technically left the show, but they're still treating it as if she was still part of the uh, of the final 3. Right, right before uh, they meet his family. Okay, I okay, I understand now. I yeah. get it. Okay, and there's a reason why they do that because after he introduces the final two girls to his family, Rachel and Gabby, he's like, "Yeah, man, I, I gotta go with my heart, and I, I think I love Susie, the one who left." After you know, failing to gaslight her. <laughs> that's what it is, bro. That's that's what that like. People like that, yeah, who are just pure like narcissism in a bottle. Like, if they can't win, they'll go back until they can win. Yeah, that's why they all play Dark Souls. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke, literally made for the two of us. But. <laughs> 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 why they both pcs <laughs> no dead ass <laughs> i always says this as he's looking at my pc <laughs> no, no 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 i'm thinking of somebody else's PC. oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so that's fucking awful he br- introduces these two girls to his family right after they leave he, he goes to, they probably he, want he, to strangle that guy dude he opens up to his family and is like yeah i i the, the the one girl that he didn't introduce them to that he didn't fuck that he didn't fuck that he didn't conquer yeah that he didn't conquer literally fucking Putin she see he's Ukraine yeah it's straight up it's like I I I I love her and he's like and her and and, her, and their parents and his two brothers who do are not engaged at it with this shit at all it looks like they're just like there. staring at, at 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 these girls like tits and ass and for the most of it Jesus how old are they <laughs> they're like they look like they're around the same age. They're like on their like, like what late, late twenties, probably late twenties, early thirties. Okay, around there. But they look like bros, and apparently one of them started dating one of the contestants who got kicked off the show. What the fuck? It's really funny. <laughs> so, you know, he says that to his parents, and you hear like the same Midwestern type of you know fucking spiel you hear from like parents telling you off. It's like you screwed the pooch, man. I don't know what to tell you. You gotta if if you think this is right, you know, you gotta see what happens, but. I'm not going to agree with this right now. You know, shit like that. I'm just letting you know you're being fucking stupid. Yeah, you're a fucking idiot. You're you know? But idiot. I can't say that because it's national TV. It's ABC. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm ashamed because I raised you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God so, damn it, Bobby. Yeah. So he sends out the host of the show who um who kind of looks like a mix between. By the way, like, what? I- I'm so sorry. Just so you know, the entire time while you're saying this story in my head, I, I it's being played as like King of the Hill. So, like, everything you just said, but, like, in King of the Hill art, art style. Really? Yeah. That's so, so like, funny. when you mentioned his family, I'm just imagining, like, Hank. Like, <laughs> just Hank talking yeah. to these random And, like, women. a grown Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume Bobby would be gay, though, if he'd be an adult. I didn't watch King of the Hill long enough to you to get, get those implications. You get those implications. I want to like, rewatch King of the they're, Hill. They're bringing it Their back. Their grandpa was the funniest old man. Oh, he was so fucking funny. Oh, fuck. Just, just fucking, just racist. <laughs> no, my my favorite always was always um, was it Daryl? No, we're never done. No, that's Boomhauer. That's Boomhauer. Daryl was the Daryl's the bald guy. Losing, uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck, who's the mechanic dude? Pocket Sand. Pocket, 
Pocketson. Uh, yeah, uh, I forgot his name. But yes. That's how much you can tell I love that Jess? Guy. No, his name's not Jess. Start with a J? Probably. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, after that whole thing with his family happens, um, the host of the show, who kind of looks like a mix between like a, like Wolverine and like a luchador wrestler. Okay. <laughs> he, he was a former bachelor. Uh, he goes... He finds Rachel. Well, no, shit. sorry. <laughs> no, he finds he finds Susie. He finds Debbie Ryan in uh in I, in an Icelandic hotel. She's still in Iceland. Okay, yeah. This is right after. This is coming right after. I the, assume they can't leave until the production's over. Well, probably. that's the thing. That like this is coming right after the fucking bombshell that the the host gives to Clayton. That's like, if you're serious about this, Susie's still in Iceland. Yeah, and it's the like, producers the, the fucking in soap opera dude, music is playing. The producers were on fucking like, oh my god, like this is perfect. <laughs> like, like oh. <laughs> jerking off in the back, <laughs> like literally. Uh, he finds Su- uh, the guest, the the host finds Susie, and is like Clayton is in a rut. He needs to talk to you, and she takes the bait, <laughs> but not before. But not before Clayton goes to the hotel that Rachel and uh, uh-huh. Gabby were staying. That's bait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and tells them, yeah, I I know. I don't know, know like, what's going on. I I don't know who I am anymore. I I love Susie. I'm sorry. You guys have to go. Basically, that's basically the whole spiel. And they're freaking. They're just fucking pissed off. And um, and I think and Rachel just tells them off again by being a fucking dumbass gaslighter. <laughs> and they both leave. Well, okay. Am they I both really leave that bad. They both leave. <laughs> but Gabby. Dude, embarrasses herself again on oh, national television. It's no. really sad. Where it's like, please let me let me stay with you. We can make it work. And it's like, he's literally pushing her into the Escalade to get inside, to get inside the car and leave. It Iceland. literally sounds like the end of Temptation Island. Yeah. Where she's fucking begging him. It's terrible. On it's her knees. Awful. I need to, let's watch this after we finish recording. I need to watch <laughs> this shit. We, uh, well, it starts tonight, so we'll, we'll probably let's live stream it tonight. Uh, no, uh, the episode you watch. Oh, A Bachelor? Yeah. Well, I have to go to work in a little bit. Oh, fuck. God yeah. damn it. I'll send, you, I'll send you a link. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's on AB, uh, You have Hulu, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. You can just watch the last episode. Okay. Yeah, I'll be right there. It's already live there, and you can skip the commercials because it's ABC. Um. But she's fucking crying. She's like, "Let me stay, please. Like, let take me with you." I literally have nothing. Yeah, like it's like I'm I my personality is now gone. It's all Clayton, and it's like I'm sorry. This is what happens when you don't buy Elden Ring. Yeah, (laughs) she he kicks her out. He finds Susie, or Susie finds him. I can't remember. And he oh dude, awful. He already has the ring prepared, the the engagement ring prepared for Susie for Debbie Ryan. And they go into a candlelight dinner again. Or no. They go into a, like a fucking weird log cabin with symbols that look like it's coming out of Riddler's hideout. And, you know, it's made to look nice and everything. And Clayton's like giving his all, being like, I I, I, I messed up. I, I, I understand what happened. And I love you. I need to, you know, I, I, I can't see myself without you and stuff. Well, as he's doing this, look at me, Victor. Look at me. This is a visual thing, but, you know, I'm going to describe it the best I can. He's popping. He's still on, on on both legs here. He's still standing on both legs, but he's like taking out the engagement ring. In he's taking it in and out of his pocket. He's taking it out and then putting it in, but not like putting it right in front of her face. He's like playing around with it, kind of on the side of his arm. But the camera's like a, like clearly a tick kind of thing. Yeah, but like the camera's clearly catching it, and like you could kind of see her looking at the ring. Like looking at the box, she's like, as he's, "What the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, no, as he's like being, as wait, he's, he's giving, standing. 
he's standing and giving this whole spiel of like, oh, I messed up. Please. We is gotta... she sitting down or is she like standing? No, no, too? they're both standing. It's okay. like, oh, give me another chance and everything. I could be the best man for you. And like, he's not, he hasn't even popped the question or anything. He's just kind of flashing the box. But like, like, okay, he has the box in his hand. Is he opening it? No. He's just has it in his hand and like, he's putting it like what? He's like taking, like, it's like a take from like, he pulls it out of his pocket. It's like if it you have in. your keys and you're gonna like you know open uh o- open your door, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. He's not like bringing the the arm out in like a ninety degree fashion, but you could clearly see him like taking something in and then putting something back in his pocket. Sure. And you could see her kind of looking at that clearly as like he's like saying all these things to try to like uh, sweeten her up, and doesn't even pop the question. He's just kind of flashing the he 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 is just straight up flashing the engagement ring. Or the engagement box. Box, yeah. Right? As, like, to kind of, like, bait her in. Sure. To say yes or something, or to stay with him. He doesn't want to ask the question, but he she, he just he just wants her to say yes already. It feels like a master manipulator type of movie. Yeah, 100%. You know, where it's That's like, it you know, take me back. I'm, I'm marrying you. I'm marrying you. Like, subtly, you know what I mean? Not even don't that subtle, because he's don't straight up me taking it. it. Don't yeah. make me fucking say it. Yeah, but even though he's, like, literally taking it out of his pocket and putting it back in. She says no. And... I love her. <laughs> well, she sounds like. Do oh, you? Oh, because oh no, the finales always end up being like a live presentation where they're showing the video. They're showing what happened months yeah, ago. Yeah, post interview type yeah. of thing. But it's a live show where like the host is you know interviewing Clayton them, yeah. and some of the contestants and the stuff like that. The sixty days in one was was always crazy. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> oh, oh man, insane. You have to watch sixty days in, by the way. Yeah. Oop. Oh no. <laughs> nah, it's all good. Um. So that happens, right? Like, like, she breaks it off with him officially again. He's standing alone. It's It cuts to a really... It ends on a really funny shot of him just standing alone in the rain with no umbrella and everything. And he's just, like, looking down. They they 100%... The producer 100% told him, can you just go over there? Can yeah. Just, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to get a cold. But I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. We yeah. have towels. Like, the, ho- the host... The host is like... Cause the PA. Like, yeah. <laughs> the host throughout the entire episode was like, if you think you know what's going to happen next... You're wrong. And he says that right before he reveals, uh, he brings out Clayton on stage and reveals that Susie took him back a couple months after. Like off camera? Yeah. A couple months after? After they filmed and they're just together again. And they're like taking it slow. Like he didn't pop the question or anything, but he's moving in with her in in her place in Virginia. And it's like we saw these very explicit, very uncomfortable displays of manipulating this of this man manipulating this woman into staying with him. It's just like even, and they still stayed together. <laughs> even if you don't know the full context, because obviously you know, oh they yeah, cut around they're manipulating shit with that with reality TV. You can only manipulate so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and like, oh god, that sounds horrible. It off. was, dude. That that literally sounds like uh what happened with this uh one guy in Petition Island. Remember, like uh, he was the the Chad dude who had a horrible girlfriend that was just like cheating on him with the Italian guy. Oh wait, was that actually cheating on him or was just like talking shit about him and she? No, like, no, they fucked, and he took her back. Oh, that's right. Never Remember mind. That? Yeah, that was season one. That was that kind of sounds like a little bit like this. Like, dude, it's, it's pet- it like, was uh, weird, man. Pathetic. That's what it is. Yeah, like. no, and 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 it was just <laughs> that was just so underwhelming. And then what was even more underwhelming was the fact that like I was rooting for like because at the end of all these episodes, uh, 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 at the end of every Bachelor season, they announce the next Bachelorette, right? Because that's the next year that happens, and then vice versa every year. 
Um, I was hoping it was going to be... So Bachelor, the Bachelorette, Bachelor, Bachelor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Then sometimes somewhere in between Bachelor and Paradise, where it's like all the rejects, they just, you know, have another shot of finding love with all the other rejects. It's kind of funny. I was hoping the Bachelorette for this season... You guys have absolutely no chance in making it in real life, so (laughs) let's do it for you. Let's put it together. Let's put you all together. Let's see if something works. You guys don't have anything going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely don't. Like... I'm sure they get paid well, though, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they do, they yeah, do. Yeah. Um, I was hoping the Bachelorette for that se- for this coming season was going to be Shanae, who was this girl who kind of definitely saw all of this as a game. And, yeah, she was super toxic. So it's But always, at least wait, she was honest about it. So, like, the Bachelor host for this year, the guy, he mm-hmm. was a rejected Bachelor from Bachelorette the previous No, he was year. a Bachelor who won. Like, he ended up be- getting an so a, the hosts a are always relationship years ago. So the hosts are always, like, the winners of previous seasons. No. Okay. No, because the, the host before was this dude named, I want to say Chris Hansen, but it's not something around that line. Like, his name's Chris something, but he had to take, like, a tentative break because he was defending one of the Bachelor, one of the contestants from a couple seasons ago. In a court case? No, not in a court <laughs> case. He was I don't defending- know why I was going to go that way. <laughs> he, um, basically, that remember that first season I told, remember that first time I talked about Bachelor on the show where it was the first ba- black Bachelor that they brought yes, on? Yes, yes. Okay, in that season... The girl who ended up um, winning, I guess, because it is all just a game. The girl who ended up winning had um, had some details unearthed about her background in college where she was basically taking oh, no. a part of uh, antebellum parties. And, like, it was one of those things where uh, the, the, the host... I'm, I'm just going to call him Chris. Way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm just calling him Chris right now because I don't remember his full name or his actual name. Uh, um, was like... Well, you don't know what was going on there, you know, like this shit, like, yeah, like, like just because she was in those parties doesn't mean she's a racist and shit like that. And he was basically, you know, he had to take a leave from the show, okay. like a temporary leave from the hey, show. Is it okay if you just, yeah, <laughs> even though like he was technically canceled, got... quote unquote canceled. Okay, yeah, one of those. We so I guess we they got just replaced him the with this dude. Next yeah. two seasons we got you. But, so I guess you know. in, in the interim they just replaced him with this dude. Okay, who was a former was a previous, bachelor, previous bachelor, okay. a previous bachelor, yeah. And I, so for the Bachelorette, the host is going to be a woman as well? That's what that that's how it would be? No, no. It will still be this dude. Oh, okay. It will still be this dude. So, oh, okay. Because it's, right, it's, I get it's it supposed now. to be one main host. It's one main host, and then you have the actual Bachelor or Bachelorette. Yeah, that's from yeah. a previous season. Is yeah. that how that works? That's how it works. Okay, I understand now. I get it. Yeah. Bachelorette typically is... Oh, no, actually, yeah. Yeah. It, it does also work for Bachelor, too. Because Clayton was a contestant on the Bachelorette the season before, or two seasons and before. And nobody picked him? Well, yeah, he got rejected like halfway through. I wonder why. Yeah, <laughs> although he came off as a complete different character compared to like his his arc in this season. Because he didn't realize at the time how horrible he was. Yeah, he didn't see the monster that he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't get far enough. Yeah. Anyway, I was hoping the Bachelorette for this season was gonna monster be that. he was. Yeah. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping the Bachelorette for this season was gonna be this toxic girl, Shanae, who was on at least was honest about her intentions. Okay. Where it's like I see this all as a game. At least, you know, hey, if I get the fuck Clayton, sure, you know, at least I won. That's basically, that was her, I'm, that, that was her motivation. I'm going to fuck somebody, so yeah. <laughs> I'm the winner either way. Yeah, that's, isn't this the point? I'm not trying to make friends. <laughs> like that, That's, I think that's the best attitude to go in because you get the best content out of shit like that. But, like, they make her to be, like, the, you know, the show kind of makes her out to be, like, the, the quote-unquote Maleficent character, you know what I mean? Like, the more, the more evil one out of the bunch. 
which is really funny. She's probably just really honest. Yo, no, yeah. And, she's and probably like, just... a, a really fake LA producer is like, you have this vibe to you that really, you know, captures this kind of sentiment of, like, <laughs> it's really going to appeal to our cunty audience. Like, <laughs> it's really, it, really going to appeal to this certain demographic. Do you wanna, like, <laughs> yeah. That's how hey, they all sound like, by Yeah, the way. they do. They, they do. all. They do. All of the, and every, almost most people in entertainment from LA all sound like this kind of they kind of have this real because they definitely had an accent from the midwest but they try to hide it like the one guy from red rocket remember <laughs> dead yeah. ass that's literally yeah. how it is oh uh, and people get annoyed at miami accents dude. yeah annoyed fuck. i was I'm just a, thinking to myself i've been saying like dead LA ass accent. a lot lately yeah i've been saying like like just that and i'm like god damn that is, this is the most my this is miami as you can get it is like, the most miami thing <laughs> uh or for real at the end of every sentence no uh yeah for real like okay dale yeah <laughs> yeah uh but it didn't end up being her, right? And they, it was one of those cringy like things I should have expected. Who are you watching this with, by the way? I, I watch it with some friends from UM. Okay. Because we have fun, like, trash. Oh, it's a whole bachelor party thing? Yeah, okay, we have bachelor fun. parties. That's fun. fun. Okay, yeah, okay. We, we, we went in our Clayton cosplay. I was going to say, do you look like full underwear while watching it? <laughs> 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 You're like in a wife beater, like your socks <laughs> on. It's like, Clayton, no. <laughs> It's a, a little bit of room. wine on the side. <laughs> a dark room. <laughs> no, not all the time. <laughs> wine and wine in your Star Wars mug. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's the life right there. That is the life. Dude. That that's is the life. life living. <laughs> um, it's a living. <laughs> so they did this thing where, in um, like in preparation, or like the host, where Wolverine was basically hyping up the ba- announcement of the Bachelorette as like, it's not Rachel, it's not Gabby. Says this a couple times throughout the show, and then at the very end, he says it again. Y'all don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but it's such a funny thing because like everybody calls it from a mile away. He he does it. He says it's n- for uh, the next season of Bachelorette. It's not Rachel. It's not Gabby. You hear somebody in the side of the audience being like, "Holy shit!" And both. <laughs> he's like. <laughs> <laughs> and he he's he's doing his absolute best to keep a character. straight face. No, he's doing his absolute best to keep a straight face, and he's like all red with a big smile on his face, being like, "It's Gabby and Rachel," <laughs> and that's what they're doing for Bachelorette this season. Which doesn't even make any sense. How the fuck are you gonna have two Bachelorettes? And it's like, how are you gonna split the dudes? I, I are you gonna have two to, sets of dudes? I think they want to do the same thing where they want to put them against each other again. That's what I'm thinking too. Evil. Yeah, it's evil. I'm probably gonna watch it. Huh? I'm probably gonna watch it. Too. I'll watch it. I'll watch it too now. You've yeah. given me good lore. Yeah. No. It. <laughs> it. Cause it. Cause it is trash. You know. Yeah. It's Again, garbage. Bullshit. Don't listen. Bullshit. But I love to watch it. Nice. Yeah. You know? It was. It, but also, yeah, underwhelming finale. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, oh man, I wanted the toxic girl to to be the bachelorette. I wanted to be spicy. I mean, you know? this this all sounds spicy though. It, it it does, but like spicy in the way that I want it to be spicy. You sure. know. And the way that's like that Temptation Island is like the right kind of spicy Temptation for me. Temptation Island season one really is a, p- a peak entertainment experience yeah. that I think most people need to watch. <laughs> it's like we've talked about this. Like if if they could make a a, a reality show, a real a dating reality show competition series where it just doubles down on yeah, we know what we're doing mm-hmm. on that concept. I think it would be one of the funniest and greatest shows ever, where it could just be, yeah, I know I'm a fucked up person. You still have to pick me, though. Still have to give me that fucking rose, though. You gonna leave? All right, fine. Want to smoke? Talk, like, <laughs> the whole point, like, the casting call being, if you're toxic, hit us up. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you're just an awful person, like, 
for for like I think for like if you like, wanted look, to do if, it, if you air- wanted to do a show like that with a pitch like mm-hmm. like that you'd have like the casting process needs to be so like sneaky and secretive it would have to be like yeah it be would be judging them it would have the to be like time. if the tone you were going for was the Eric Andre show yeah that's how I see it yeah. something so absurd but like ironically like ironic about what it's supposed to be and making fun of and make fun of that would be funny like, like in an in, in entirely an entirely ironic reality show where the contestants think it's played straight. Yeah. But it's just like random. Fu- what the fuck? Like, like they spent a month with Eric Andre or something. Yeah. Or like an even an even more niche comedian that's even weirder. Nobody knows what's going on. So like it's a complete surprise. Oh, that reminds me. Like somebody like Sam Hyde. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, oh, like a dude. fucking Sam. Yes. Hi- yes. Can you imagine Straight Sam up. Hyde? Or Nick Mullen or some shit like that. God. You have somebody like him and a fucking as, as a Not bachelor. Nick Mullen. Nick Mullen doesn't have enough personality for that. Okay, maybe Adam. Oh, no, stop. 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 Deal or no deal? Stop. Fucking Temptation Island? Stop. 2020? Stop. Yeah. Viceland? Stop. Just him in the Ukraine being He's like, like a, a vice reporter. Bulletproof vest that says press on it. <laughs> this has been such a fucking mess yeah. of an episode. Love yeah, it. We, we kind of needed it. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of yeah, just to, yeah. you know, detox our anxieties of yeah, yeah. having little, two episodes not actually contra- come out. Some controversial takes here, some 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 fun uh, reality stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> some Elden Ring stuff there. I think it was good. It was pretty good. Uh, where can we find you in the show? Yeah, that's my thing. Where can oh, we yeah. find you, buddy? You find me at Summer Old Cruise. On <laughs> let's, let, let, let's stick to tradition. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Where can we find you, buddy? You can find me at Summer Old Cruise on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, yeah, is that it? Is that all I'm using right now? Yeah, yeah. I think is so. it? Yeah, Gmail. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Where can we find you on the show? You can find me at Vicom Cavo on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on the. Sh- you can find us. You can find the show on Instagram. At American Nerd, you can find the show on Twitter at We American Nerd. Um, <laughs> and if uh, you have any, just like and review shit. Just fucking if send you us enjoy five the stars. Sh- if you enjoy the show, let us know. Basically, yeah. um, send us a star. Yeah, um, check out our Batman review that uh, we forgot to plug our stuff like we were doing right now. No, we pl- we plugged it in the middle. The Batman review. Um, we did. Yeah, when oh, we were talking about the Batman, you were like, "We probably watch the Batman." <laughs> No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, our socials. We didn't plug our socials at the end of that review is what I'm saying. Oh, we, we forgot to. We forgot to. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's fuck. <laughs> wow. We haven't been, we haven't done this in a while. Yeah. We're usually on that. <laughs> Hopefully. We'll, we'll be cleaner next week. No, we won't. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, we have to talk about Drive My Car. That's a, that's that's the recommended. Oh, yeah. Let's week. update on that. So, basically, uh, we never posted the episode where we review. So, okay. Our last episode for the pick, the pick, uh, our, our pick, pick of the, of the week, week thing. Um, Raul chose Cloud Atlas. We both saw Cloud Atlas. We recorded an episode where we reviewed Cloud Atlas, and then we recommended. I recommended Vitals versus Machines, mm-hmm. and then that episode didn't get posted. So we're like, okay, let's record an episode where we review Cloud Atlas, Mitchells versus Machine, and then we choose Drive My Car for the next one. So we recorded that episode. That one came out like shit, and now we're like. Fuck. So now we're three picks in, and now we, <laughs> and our technically, technically, our next episode should have been, our next episode, our next episode we're gonna talk about the reviews we haven't 
talked about you know we'll we'll talk about those films oh, okay we'll talk about cloud atlas mitchell yeah because okay. like we kind of recommended it and we're not just gonna leave it off like just you know yeah. we'll talk about that we'll we'll briefly talk about cloud we both enjoyed it uh-huh we'll talk good about movie. mitchell's we'll, also a good movie yeah we both saw it so we might as well talk about it and then drive my car is what we're also gonna be talking about i haven't seen it yet so i got yeah, like same here. 30 minutes in it's pretty good oh. um but yeah wow really long outro peace out y'all bye <laughs>